thank you for what you are doing in our lives. Thank you for the many doors that you have opened. Thank you for the ministry that is at large. Thank you for your body that is in the earth realm that is becoming the body that you designed us to be. Thank you for the heart, the mind, the soul, the spirit that you place within us. Thank you now for the love that you've given unto us. Thank you for chosen vessels such as us to dwell in. Father, now allow your word to rest, rule, and abide in us, bringing about such change in our lives. Transform us even the more to become more like heaven and less like the beings or the things that we see in the earth realm. But Father, teach us to see through the eyes of our understanding the heavenly realm that you have so set for us to live and walk according. Father, your word is always true. Your word is always real. And you are your word. You have placed your word above your name. And Father, we thank you now for creating man in the image and in your likeness. And we thank you now for it. Keep us as always. Love us as always. Teach us as always. And as we give ourselves to you, we thank you now for such a day as today. Thank you for the weather. Thank you for the people. Thank you for the health, the well-being of your people in the earth realm. This city is being changed because you are doing such a change in the inside of your people. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Um, I, man, I'm telling you, I hear in the spirit, you know, concerning witches and warlocks and the things that they're doing in the earth realm. And the things that the enemy have set up just in the earth realm that we, as the body of Christ or as believers, don't really understand or really don't know what is actually happening. But we see it, you know. And some of the things that we see and some of the things that are uh, uh, said or done, you know, in the earth realm or in the spirit um, by these people who are being led by the spirit. Um, but those things are being reversed. And God is really raising up his people in this day, in this generation, in this time that we're in so that we will begin to walk in the fullness of the Godhead to become what God has called us to become to do what God has called us to do. And so that we give honor and we do and have dominion, power, and authority and that God has given us and that is over all the works of the enemy. So it doesn't matter whether the person is entitled a witch, a warlock, um, a vampire, um, a werewolf, whatever, demons, it doesn't matter because what God has given us is greater than what God, than what the enemy has lied to them about. And so we thank you even for false prophets. Um, we thank you now for just what God has called real because they are real prophets and they are real prophetess 
that God has called in this day and time that's going to expose those that are not real. And so we thank you for it now. Everything is in the hand of God. And everything that you and I see on this level that we are on is all in the mindset, is all in the, the works of the Lord, and he's working things out in our favor. It's going to work. All things are going to work together for our good. So we are called according to his purpose. And that, as we continue to teach concerning um, the, the spirit, when you think about that, the spirit, um, the soul, the body. Um, so if you think about what God is actually doing, as we continue to teach on this, it will continue to uh, show certain things and um, reveal certain things to us. So we thank God for it. Amen. Um, we go to Genesis 27, Genesis 2 and verse 7. Genesis 2 and verse 7. Remember this, God is spirit and also God is in flesh. He is not flesh, but he dwells in flesh. He's a spirit. God is a spirit, but he dwells in a flesh. He dwells in a body. And um, when it comes down to Jesus, man, that's the prime example of heaven and, and earth. Um, he said, when you, the disciples asked the question, show us the Father and we'll believe. He said, listen, when you've seen, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father and I are one. And he asked the question, have I been with you this long that you have not noticed or recognized that the Father is in me or the kingdom of heaven is in the earth realm? And we've taught that for many, many um, years that, you know, um, until we get into the kingdom and, you know, all this stuff and the kingdom of heaven, this thing must be taught. But there's more to it than just what we have just scratched the surface concerning. Um, it's one thing to talk about the kingdom of heaven. It's another thing to actually be in the kingdom of heaven. Um, and all of it starts with the soul. Um, the flesh is not going to really profit you much, but it's all going to start with the soul. And if that soul is not being renewed or transformed, you can teach the kingdom of heaven all day long. And now the kingdom of heaven is in you because of the spirit of God that is now dwelling within you. The kingdom of heaven, but you can teach it all day long. But if the soul does not make the transition to accept what you are teaching, it's going to revert right back to the earthly being. And it's going to think more earth than it will think spiritual things. And that's what happened with a lot of us in this earth today. Um, the Bible said that we are in the world, but we're not of the world. Well, this is the body, but this is earth. So we are in the world. And we're supposed to be here, not of the world. But we are in the world, but not of the world. But this the mindset, the conscience, and all this stuff that goes on here is telling us that we're in, we in the world and we are of the world. And so I think more of the world. I analyze things concerning the way the world does things. I think the way the world. I act the way the world. But yet I am a new creation. I am born again. And this is what happens is we're getting confused between the, um, the body 
and we're getting confused between the spirit. And we act most, mostly, but let's, let's say this. We act mostly by what we see. Both, all three of these have eyes. All three of them can see. Because this is what man is. I want you to make sure that man is a spirit. I, I put heaven, but it's a spirit. Man is a soul. He has this. He has a spirit. He has a soul. He has a body. I put earth. But the thing about it with us is we live more here than we do there. Than we do spiritual. Than we do um, from heaven. We are from heaven, but we live more like we are from earth. And it doesn't matter how much kingdom you teach until I grab that concept. I'm still going to believe that I'm from here. And when I die, that's it. I'm through. No, when you die, these two still exist. And they're going someplace. All right? You ain't got to zero in on that. I left you want to pull it up forward. Okay. But, um, and this, this is what's going on. But we there, Genesis 2 and verse 7. Genesis 2 and verse 7. Genesis 2 and verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils or his nose the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now notice this now. The dust, he formed a body. And there's a body that's just laying there. That's it. The body is not alive. The body is just laying there because all it is now is uh, is dirt, but it's more than just dirt. It's organs in this body, but there's no life in it because when a person dies today, the organs don't disappear. The organs are still there until it becomes dirt again. But the organs, everything is intact, but it's not alive. Okay? It's not living yet. And so the Bible said, God formed them of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life, the breath of life, and man became a living soul, a living soul. He was able to think. He was able to speak. He was able to move. He had a conscience. All these things man became. When God breathed into him, that breath of life. When man breathed into him, he became alive. When a, when, a, when a person dies, the spirit, the soul comes out of the person. In the physical, we say, and which it is, in the physical realm, he's dead or she's dead. According to what we see. But according to what heaven teaches or the kingdom of heaven teaches, he or she is not dead. They stepped out of this earth suit and they are pretty much more alive than ever before. It's just that the earth suit was just a temple to house that individual because that individual is more than just what the natural eye sees. It's, it's almost like a like a you have um with with the with the body um you have uh a, a being laying there 
something laying there. Let's, let's just say uh, something laying there. And what you do is with the something that's laying there um, to cause this, uh, well, this light switch for one thing, or the lights for one thing. Um, you take a, a light bulb and put it in your hand. That bulb has the ability to illuminate things. But that bulb is not actually illuminating anything. It's just a bulb. No current is going through it. It is not even shining. It's not lighting up anything because there's no power there. When there's no power there, all you are is just whatever. Because if you think about it, now if you hook the power to that and put that light in that socket and hook power to it, it, it lights right up. It lights right up. It illuminates the whole room. You disconnect the power, the light goes out. That's the way it is with the human body. The human body is like a light bulb. You can say it like that. I'm just using that example. It's like that. You disconnect the power, it goes out. All it is is just a bulb. All it is, and you can call that bulb a body. All it is is just a body. That's it. Now, that body was just a body until God, power, breathed into it, and that body became a living soul. That body was able to now think. That body was able to move. That body was able to function. That body was able, everything in that human, in that body that was formed, began to function. All right? So really you can say that uh, my heart is keeping the body, my heart that pumps blood is keeping the body functioning. But it is not keeping the physical, the spiritual part of me functioning. Okay? And that's what's happening in the earth room with a lot of us. Um, we're getting kind of confused as to, you know, the body, soul, the spirit. We're getting kind of confused as to that. But I'm going to shed a little light to kind of help us to understand some things and what God is actually doing and how God has created. Because remember, God is spirit. Now, when he made Adam and Eve, remember this. I want you to understand this right here. The spirit represents a world of its own. The body represents a world of its own. Okay? The soul stands between both of those worlds. Okay? You got the physical world and you got the spiritual world. And the soul is in between both of those worlds. Okay? The Bible says that we are in the world. Remember the scripture? We are in the world, but we are not of the world. So if we are in the world, but not of the world, then there's a soul in between of both of these worlds. I remember a, a man of God made a statement some years ago that I, I was listening to something. He made a statement. He said he had the experience of heaven and he saw certain things in heaven. And he said he saw the souls of the little souls that were flying around the throne of God saying, God, I want to go to the earth to become a person that you redeemed. And so what happened with you and I was God selected us to place us in a body so that we could become a redeemed soul. 
and give us a body. Because other than that, we're just a soul flying around in heaven that wants a body, wants an opportunity to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Now, the thing about being, the thing about being formed, uh, I'm jumping ahead of myself. All right. The spirit, the soul, it belongs to both of those worlds, the physical and the spiritual. But it is the meeting place where God speaks to you and I. It is the meeting place. Well, I can say this. It is the meeting place where, where even the physical speaks to us. It is the meeting place where the spiritual speaks to us. The soul is very important. It's very important. The Bible talks about guarding your heart, but it's actually talking about guarding your soul. Guarding your conscience. Make sure that you are careful because, remember, this is the meeting place. So if it is the meeting place, if it is the meeting place, you think about what is the, the meeting about today? What is the meeting about tomorrow? What is the meeting about the rest of the week? What is actually influencing your soul the most? Going to determine which rim or which world you operate in. Okay? If you have the physical influencing your soul the more, more physical things, when I say physical, things that you can see, this is what's going to determine how you come out, how you turn out. Okay, how you become, how you act, how you uh, do things in the earth realm. If you have the spiritual thing, which is the spirit of God, influencing your soul the most, it's going to determine your success in the earth realm. As far as the kingdom of heaven goes, I want you to understand this. Don't let nobody tell you. Okay, I'm going to say this. Don't let no other thought. Enter your soul that tells you you are someone else other than the person who God say you are. Okay? Now, what and what did God say about you in the word of God? And what has man or the enemy said about you in the physical? And if you allow what man says, you become depressed. You become a whole lot of other things. You become a whole. Listen, there are people who are broke, busted, disgusted. When I say broke, busted, disgusted, this explains a whole lot of the spiritual stuff that we deal with. The enemies bombarding our mind with all type of people are influencing us. And this will be will determine. But that's not who God called me. That's not who God called you to be. So if I allow the influence of what man is saying or what people or what the enemy is using someone to say or how he's speaking to me, other than what God has said about me, I'm already in trouble. I will live a defeated life. And this is what happened with a lot of us. If we, we live defeated life based on the influence of other entities other than the almighty God. What has God said about you in his word? That should be what determines your outcome as to who you are. But a lot of time, we base everything on what people say. Well, he says I'll never be, or she says I'll never, or she says I'm this, and she, or he says my mom or my dad said this, or my coworker or my boss or whatever. 
I don't care what they say. What did God say about you? That's what you're going to have to go to. And this individual here plays a very important role in what is being said about you. Okay? Because this is the meeting place between both of those worlds. Between the kingdom of heaven and between the earth. Now, it's so amazing how God created us so, you, so unique. Think about it now. God created a body so that he could live in the earth. That's what God did. He created a human, a man, so that he could live within the earth. Go to Genesis. We're still in Genesis. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. God created a body so that the kingdom of heaven or so that he could reside in the earth realm. That's what God did. If you think about it, that's what he did. All right? And God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over, the, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepers upon the earth. So God created man in his image and in his likeness in his image, and in the image of God created he, male and female created he, them. Now, for me to dwell in something, I must create that something to be like me. Okay? Now, God created animals. You're right here, we just, we just he, he got dominion over all this stuff. But God didn't dwell in them. He created something he could live in. In other words, he created something that I could dwell in that would represent me in both worlds. Okay? Now, I want you to understand this about this also is um, when it comes down to this right here, also, just because a person is created in the image and in the likeness of God, because of the fall, you have to grow to become this. It does not mean that you come out of your mother's womb, you have to grow to become this man or woman of God or who God say you are. You have to grow to it. And you have to be careful as to who influences your growth. Okay? Or what is influencing your growth. It's, it's just like um, I, when we explain Adam and Eve. All right? Here, here, here they go. You know, um, they are... Um, Adam was created, but he was created foam from the dust of the ground, but he was a man. He, hadn't, he didn't have to grow to become a man. He was created a man, okay? And God breathed in him the breath of life, and, man be and he became a living soul. Now, I want you to understand this. He was more conscious of God than he was of the physical. But the physical, he had dominion over. Let me share something with you. You will never have dominion over the physical as long as you are more conscious of the physical. You will have dominion over the physical when you become more conscious of the spiritual. All right? If I'm helping, if, if this is helping you. Because when you become the person that God designed you to be, that's spiritual. You then walk in, in the dominion or the power and the authority that God has given you over the physical. 
But most of us become more of the physical trying to dominate the spiritual. Can't happen. It can't happen. So here Adam and Eve, uh, Adam, created like this. Now, the Bible says this concerning um, the fall. All right? When God came to Adam um, after he had fell, the thing that God asked him was, Adam, where are you? Where are thou? Where are you? In other words, Adam, you are not conscious of heaven anymore. You are not even conscious of me anymore. Because remember now, he was more conscious of heaven than he was of earth. But yet he was dwelling in the earth. He was, he was, he was, Adam was more, uh, and I'm going to say, you know, Jesus, but Adam was more in the world, but not of the world. He was in the world, he was in the earth, but not of the earth. He was in heaven, in heavenly place, it was in him. He was in heaven and of heaven. This is, this is what it was. And this here could hear everything that heaven was saying. And yet enjoying the amenities of earth and have a dominion over the earth. All right? This is why God went into Adam and took a rib out of him and made a woman. All right? It was easy for God to do it because he was more conscious of this. All right, I'm, I'm going to help you out. Then I'm going to explain something. This will help you out. It's like a person that, uh, and we talked about it, a person that um that is uh that sleeping. You sleep. You are not even conscious of this earth man. Because this earth man is not is not dreaming. The thing God has not given him dreams. God has given him dreams. And the dream that God has given him is coming from here. But let me share something with you to show you how physical or how earth conscious we are. A lot of time when you wake up, you can't remember what you dream. Because you are more conscious of this than you are of this. And then there are times when God won't let you remember. Because the time is not right for you to remember what he showed you in that dream. Okay? So now, he's speaking to this soul, the dream. He's given the soul the dream, okay? But now when you talk about what you saw in the dream, this person is who we're hearing and who we're seeing. But he is talking about what this showed or revealed to him, all right? Now, when Adam was uh, in the earth here, when he got separated, when he got cut off, when he sinned, he lost conscious of heaven. He lost conscience of the spirit. He was separated. He was cut off from God. He could not hear from heaven. In other words, he was in a really a confused state because he was getting more feedback now from his physical than he was from the heaven, and he wasn't used to that. One of the things that Adam did was 
Adam hid. Why are you hiding from a God who is every place, everywhere when you knew God was everywhere? But the Bible said he hid himself. When God came and visited him, God asked the question to him, Adam, where art thou? God knew exactly where he was, went right to him. He's hiding. He's naked. You know, he, he hid himself because he said he was naked. He was more conscious of the physical man than he was of the spiritual man. Because when he was conscious of the spiritual man and he was more spirit, more heavenly, he didn't realize he was naked. Until the reality of earth set in. Then he realized, oh my goodness, I need to cover myself. I'm naked. So I hide myself from God. Well, listen, you always naked before God. He hid himself because he said he was naked. Then the next question God asked him, who told you you were naked? Now, for God to ask that question, it meant that God didn't tell you. So who told you you were naked? This man said, cover me up because I'm naked. Not out of respect. Not out of respect. Cover me up because I'm naked. You know, like most people, you cover yourself up today out of respect. But it wasn't out of respect. It was more so Adam. Who told you you were naked? Who did you listen to? Satan never told him he was naked. But Satan did tell him, now the day that you eat of this, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you should be like God. He just didn't tell you that part. God, God didn't tell you that part. God didn't tell you that when you eat of this thing, you will be like God. God didn't tell you that part, that part, but I'm telling you that, God, when you eat this thing, you're going to be like God, knowing, knowing good and bad, knowing whatever. You're going to be just like God when you eat this thing. God had already created in him in the image and in the likeness of him, and God, you, you are like God. The only thing God told him was the ending part of it is, the day that you eat of this thing, you will surely die. And he surely, he, sh he surely was cut off. He was cut off. Surely he was cut off. He was separated. Now he could no longer gather thoughts from here. He could not receive a word from God there. He was separated. He was distant. He was, it was like the light went out that was there. He could not hear from God anymore. The meeting place now was solely about the earth. That was it. And we know that the, the enemy is going to use everything in the earth to work to his advantage. So it was, everything solely then was about the physical. And that's what the enemy used with us, the physical. And this is the way this thing worked when it comes down. Man is made to be conformed to the image of God, but he must grow to that. He's made to be but he must grow. In, in our time, what, when Adam was formed, he, listen, he came up fully. He was a man. 
It's just like you having a, a woman having a child or, or, or you know, um, a family having a babe, you know. Child comes out, a boy or a girl, okay? That child is a boy or a girl. You don't say it's a man child. It's a boy or it's a girl. Even the doctors tell you it's a boy or it's a girl. When they're doing gender reveal, it's a boy, it's a girl. That child must grow to become a man or a woman. Okay? But when Adam and Eve, God called Adam a man, not a boy, a man. When Eve was taken, when the rib was taken out of Adam and he formed Eve, when Eve came to Adam, Adam said, I will call her woman, not girl. I will call her fully conscious of God. I will call her woman. Okay? He didn't bring to him a girl. He brought to him a woman. All right? But with you and I, when we are born, we have to grow to become. And the only way we're going to grow to become this man or this woman of God or this what matter of man this is, is through the word of God and we must be born again. If we're not born again, you are not going to become. All right? We must believe everything that God has said about us and not what other people are saying. Well, you fake. Okay, well, I expect that. But that's not who I am. See, we're allowing things to shape us. Do you know how confused the spirit, the soul is? Do you know how confused the soul is? Your mom or dad or whoever have said some things, some scarring things about you. And they have damaged you. Husband, wife have damaged you. So confused. And we acted out in the body. All right? St. John 3. We acted out in the body. No longer though. We acted out in the body. St. John 3, verse 1. Now it's a lot of read. I really, verse 1 through 19. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Wait a minute, how you know that? We know that you are a teacher come from God. Rabbi, we know that you are a man, a teacher. We know that you have this calling on your life. Come from God. We know that there's no separation between the spirit and the soul and who you are. We know this because we haven't seen this with no other man. So we know the things that God is saying to you come from God. All right? Read a little further. We'll read a little further. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. We know this now. Satan even, wasn't even doing this stuff. All right, next verse. Next couple of verses. 
Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Verily, verily I say unto, unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. David, look at that right there. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So in other words, if you are not born again, this person is still dark. You cannot see heaven. You will never experience the kingdom. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He will never experience, he will never understand the kingdom. Because Adam was cut off from the kingdom. Could you imagine you from a kingdom but cannot get no type of word from that kingdom? But you are representative of the kingdom. How are you going to represent the kingdom in the earth realm when you can't get a word from your kingdom to tell you what to do in the earth realm? And that's what happened with us. We were cut off from the kingdom, needing a word from our kingdom to direct us in the earth realm. And the only way you can get that is that you be born again. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, Nicodemus, come on. You and I would say right there, man, wait a minute, man. You know, we would say right there, listen, man. You ain't got to ask that. You ain't got to give that stupid answer, man. You know better than that, man. You know what I'm saying? But back then, it wasn't like that. But Jesus was showing, listen, see how carnal you are? See how earthly you are? See where your soul is? Next verse. Jesus answered, is that, Jesus answered, Verily I say unto you, Very, very I say unto, unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, when I am born again, I have the right here, this soul has the right to enter into the kingdom and receive things and relay here to this person. I have the right to enter. Now, what are you talking about, Pastor? Listen to this. If I'm reading the Bible and not saved, does that mean I have entered the kingdom? I'm reading the Bible, but I'm not saved. Let me share something with you. This is, this is how it goes. Religion. If you think about this right here. A person comes to church who is not saved. You preaching the word. And he or she is thinking about the relationship or what they dealt with last night. Or what they're going to do when they leave church. That is religion. You in church. But you are conscious of everything else. And that's where your mind is. You're thinking about what you've done, what you're going to do, what you're going to cook, what you're going to eat, where you're going to go. You're sitting in church thinking about something else other than the kingdom of heaven. Now, when a person is spiritually born again, you're sitting in church or you're sitting in a physical place, but your con listen, your soul is in the kingdom of heaven. I'm sitting here in this physical building, but my soul is in the kingdom. Because my soul is being fed. I'm growing spiritually. That's not religion. That's relationship with God. Religion is the opposite. You're sitting in a physical building, in church, and thinking about everything else 
other than the word of God. It happens to us. Trust me, it happens. That which is, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you or ye must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. But you must be born again. All right? That's this man, the soul have a very important part. All right? A very important part. Next verse. The wind bloweth where it, it listens, and thou art, thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whether it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Go to the next verse. How can these things be? Man, I'm puzzled. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily I say unto thee, We speak that which we do know, and testify that which we have seen, that we have seen. And ye receive not our witness? Wait a minute, Nicodemus. You should know this. Now, here it is. This man is not born again, but he's a teacher. And he's supposed to be a teacher of God's word. And you are not born again. How could this be? Spirit is spirit. Flesh is flesh. How you being a teacher don't know these things? Because he's cut off from the kingdom of heaven. And all you can do is teach people how to become more wicked than you are. Next verse. If I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Now, you and I, he tells us heavenly things. We got it. Oh, yeah, God. Oh, speak. Now, here Jesus trying to let him know, listen, son, you, you, you got this thing mixed up. You got it mixed up. I'm trying to help you. All right? And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. How that could be? How that could be? Listen to this, listen to this not confusing, but confusing verse. And, verse 13, and no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. How that could be? How that could be? How that could be? No man has ascended up to heaven, but the Son of Man that has came down from heaven, and how be it that this Son of Man is in heaven? How that could be? That don't make no sense. It will confuse the normal person to hear that. It will be confusing. But here's what Jesus said. This is where I am. And I'm talking to a man who is from here. Trying to help him to understand where I am, where I came from. I came from the kingdom of heaven. I'm here in the earth realm to let you know that heaven is here before you. 
because I am more heavenly minded than I am earthly minded. So you Nicodemus, I can tell you something. I mean, he that would shock you. And as Moses was lifted up, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Next verse. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent, his, sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Next verse. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world. And man loved darkness rather than light because their, de their deeds were evil. That's your deeds right there in here. That deed is done right in here. And man, listen, the light has come into the world. The Bible calls us the light of the world. Because we saved now. The light of the world. The light is on. But we don't train our soul to pull from here. We train our soul to continue to pull from here. From the physical. From the natural man. And this is where we get in trouble at. Colossians 1. Colossians 1. 15 through 23. Colossians 1, 15 through 20, 23. We are more conscious of the physical world and how it works. We are more conscious. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, the visible and the invisible, whether they be thrones, dominion, principality, power, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Boy, this is powerful, and that's in, inside of you. So I don't care if it's thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him, and he have authority over all things, and he's now dwelling in the inside of us. And so, therefore, the same thing that he gave Adam before Adam fell is the same thing that he's given you and I, and we have power over all those things there also. Because all those things were created by him and for him. But we have to grow into the person that God has made us to be. And anytime you find a person who is saved, and they start telling you, man, I don't think you have to go to church. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to listen to the word of God. You are backsliding or backsliding or you are doing what I did yesterday, ski someplace and twist my ankle. I don't know. I skied someplace. I can't remember where it was. If you can find that, if you can tell me where that's, please help me because I don't know. Um, next verse. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Listen, for it pleases the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of, the, of his cross, by him to reconcile, or by him to reconcile all things unto himself, 
By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. So now I am here, but I dwell here, but I function from there to, to listen, listen. I function from there to have dominion over here. That's why demons will obey you. Because you have dominion. What did I say next? next I said 23, right? And ye are you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. In your soul by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblamed and un unreproachable in his sight. If you or ye continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Are you ready for some stuff? You ready to walk in? I'm going to tell you this right here. I'm going to say this right here. If you don't guide your heart, your conscience, these crazy thoughts, Proverbs 4 and 23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Guard what enters here. Have you ever, anybody that's been seared with a hot iron, like the Bible said, the conscience of seared with an with a, with a iron or with a hot iron. Um, if you think about this right here, people whose conscience are seared, unsaved people, conscience are seared, they'll come around you and then there are some uh, saved people. This is so saved, but they're still, you know, having problems here in their soul. If you don't guard your conscience or your heart, because out of this thing now gonna flow the, the, the issues of life, the abundance of life, out of this heart is gonna flow this stuff. Out of here is gonna come all kind of stuff. Okay? Now I want you to understand this right here. You could take a child and put that child in a room where a whole lot of people whose conscience is seared and they're cussing and carrying on and have nowhere of them teaching that child. Or have nowhere of what they are instilling in that child's soul, in that child's conscience. And so they cuss and carry on and say all type of stuff. And some people are telling you, well, you know how I am. That's just me. Yeah, that's just the ignorance of you. Because you don't really know who you are. And you think cursing makes you a better person, a bigger person. And your, my job, and your job as believers is to guard our heart, our conscience, and separate ourselves from it. You have to even protect your children. Because remember, they are growing into becoming the image and the likeness of God. So if, you don't, if you're not careful, he'll always have problems, even though you save. 
even though you have access to the kingdom of heaven, this one will always have problems because you listen to foolish people who are from the earth, who act and live like they're from. Like we live, we live like this earth is the final stop for all of us. And not knowing you've been to funerals after funerals after funerals after funerals after funerals and you still haven't grabbed the, the, the concept yet. You know, one day I'm going to leave this place. Listen now, a God, listen, a man, this man, he was uh, gay, living a double life. He was gay. And he made this statement. He said, I stopped doing all that foolishness out there that I was doing. And he, he said, you know what I'm talking about. He said, because I realized one day at a funeral, because I used to think when I was young that I was going to live forever. And I realized, you know, I'm going to die. Because all those people that I grew up with, some of them are dead. And we all thought that we were going to live forever. And I came to the conclusion that, you know, one day I'm going to have to die. Most people don't think that this body is going to die. And, uh, and what's going to be left? This, this. Spirit and soul. Now I want you to understand this. God searches the intent of the heart, of the conscience. He knows the motive as to why you do certain things. He searches the intent, the conscience, not, not, not the spirit, the, the, why you did that. See, when man judges people according, and we, we see it all the time, they judge a person in the courts, and they judge the person guilty, and the person is not guilty. They, they find the person guilty, then later on find that the person is not guilty. Then sometimes they find the person innocent and the person is guilty. God judges correctly. Jesus said, listen, I'm the judge. He trusts that in my hands. And my judgment is correct when I judge. When I judge you, I judge you based on whatever the motive was. Because I'm looking at, remember when uh. Uh, the prophet, uh, I think it was uh, Samuel, that he sent. Listen, I, I, I've chosen a king. I, 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 I'm raising up a king. Go to the man of God house. And uh, he got sons there. And I want you to choose the king for me. Because I've entrusted that in you. But now I want you to understand this. Don't judge according to the appearance. Because if you go according to the appearance, you're going to think that one or the other is the king. So I don't judge like that. I judge differently. First Samuel 16 and 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the 
Woo, what he put there, baby. What he put there. See, when God sends a soul into the earth, he know what he put in you. I remember one time the Lord told me, he said, I know exactly what I placed in the inside of you. I know exactly what I placed in the inside of you. You, you. Anybody ever, you know, listen. I will give you the desires of your heart. Not the blood, not the organ that pumps blood. See, what you didn't realize is God was the one that put the desires there. And that's why I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. Because I placed those desires there. God ain't going to place no wicked desires in you. Because it's coming from here. God going to place desires in you that's going to bring glory to him. So he knew, he know what I placed in your conscience. I know what I placed in your soul. And I'm telling you, tap into what I placed in the inside of you. What is your desire? Okay, God, my desire is to do your will. That's what Jesus said. My desire is to do the will of him who sent me. I Listen, Jesus said this plainly. I don't have a desire to start a business. My desire is to do the will of him who sent me. We have desires he placed in the inside of us to start businesses. But still, there's a desire in us to do the will of the Father. When you see people that have these wicked desires, that thing is coming out of their heart. I remember Pastor Schubert used to say, oh, that thing was in his heart. That's why he said it. That's why he did it, because it was in his heart. It's amazing how God cleansed this. God can clean this and get all this wickedness out of here. He can clean the way you think. He can purge you. That's what he do. The word of God is designed to cleanse us, to wash us. Not the physical body. Man, go take a shower. I'm talking about spiritually. That's what the word of God is designed to do. God don't judge according to how man judge. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. He ain't talking about your physical heart. He's talking about here. But you have to grow to that. The Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. More than faith come by hearing, you know. I'm convinced here that this is sound doctrine. I'm convinced here that this is the best plan. And I have more faith in the kingdom of heaven working in the earth realm than I do based on what I see. Because everything was created by the kingdom of heaven, by God. So if I trust in that, everything that I need in the physical manifest because God has already done it in the spiritual. If all things were created by him and for him, then you don't, you're trying to tell me that whatever God said you were supposed to have, it hadn't been created yet. The devil is a liar. When I got here, God had already given me everything that I need. Everything that I need was already here in the earth realm. All right? All right, we, we getting ready. We getting ready to dismiss. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you 
the desires of your heart. Boy, that's scripture right there, man. That's scripture right there. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Boy, that's scripture right there, boy. That is scripture. A cheerful heart is good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up bone. Boy, that is, boy, listen, that is word for meat right there. That is word that will change the wise in heart except command. But a chattering fool comes to ruin. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your words or your command. See, when you diligently begin, when this changes, you will walk in a way with God to where certain things don't even phase you. You look at a situation, I don't care what nobody said, a situation can't be no worse than you in the desert and they ain't got no food. You in the desert, no food, no water. It can't get too much worse than that, man. You in the desert, no food, no water. You on a deathbed, no medicine is working. You think about it now. You're not on the deathbed, but you're in a desert, no food, no water. You might as well go ahead and put yourself on a deathbed because you're getting ready to leave here. But God is able to cause it to rain in the desert and provide food right where you are. That's the type of God, but you've got to be convinced here. This got to transform this got to change. I, listen, somebody said, well, you ain't got to ask God to give you no creating you a clean heart. Yeah, you better. You better ask him. You better ask him. You better ask him, boy. Listen, people tell you, yes, that's Old Testament. You ain't got to ask God to create in you no clean heart. Well, then, why are you deceiving people? If you still deceiving people, you better be asking God to create in you something. Because I'm telling you, you are headed towards hellfire. Because God is going to judge you based on the intent. The reason why you did that, the, listen, it wasn't, it didn't come from God. I look at the man of God and the intent of what he's doing, and I'm in because I, I got to be. The, the, the man of God, I look at the intent of what he's doing. The man of God said this, he said, now God gave me this to give to the people. But he said, now, I want you to understand this. It's a product. He said, I want you to understand this. If there is money exchange for the product, the anointing leaves the product, and all you have is just the solution. That's it. The anointing leaves the product, and all you have is the juice. That's it. Because God is looking at the intent as to why you want it. So if you got it freely, then give it freely. But if you give it for, for the purpose of gain, God is judging this. And so what God said, you got it for the wrong reason. The motive behind you wanting it was wrong. See, his judgment is correct. This fellow here be, this fellow here be in trouble. Because when a person dies, who go to hell? The body ain't going to hell. He going. 
He's suffering in hell. My soul is in agony in hell. He go to hell. But you got to train. You got to teach. We got a responsibility. Father, I thank you now for your word. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for showing us. Thank you for keeping us. Help us to understand even the more what you have provided for us, what you have given us, the authority. I'm understanding even the more the position that you placed me in as an authority, as, as an apostle, one that is walking in your authority. Some people come up with all type of things as to what he's just a missionary, he's just a messenger. I don't care. I know what you've called me to be. And that's what I walk in is what you have called me to be. And I will be what you have called me to be. The intent of my heart is to do and to have everything that you have spoken concerning my life and the life of those who are associated with me. Father, we thank you now that you are going to do those things. I believe, I receive, I accept. Your word cannot lie and neither will I experience a lie about or concerning your word. If your word produces then, your word will produce now. In Jesus' mighty name. Be encouraged and at the same time, encourage someone else. My ankle feel fine. I don't know how long it's going to feel fine, but I received the word of God concerning it. Amen.